0: Hello, peoples, and welcome to Esoterica Cinema, the podcast where we take films from the cinematic multiverse and discuss the hell out of them. My name is Jason Peters, and I'm here with you for another five-minute review. That's right. It's not a strict five minutes, but more in the, hey, let me get five minutes of your time sort of way. Today, we are looking at 1970s Patton, starring George C. Scott, written by Edmund H. North, and a gentleman you may have heard of by the name of Francis Ford Coppola. That's right. Also directed by Franklin James Schaffner. If that name sounds familiar, it might be because you know him from Papillon, but it's probably because you know him from a little film called Planet of the Apes. That's right. This guy got around, cinematically speaking, made some bangers have a description here for you from Google. Patton is a biography of controversial World War II hero, General George S. Patton. The film covers his wartime activities and accomplishments, beginning with his entry into the North African campaign and ending with his removal from command after his outspoken criticism of U.S. post-war military strategy couple personal notes before we do proceed right so the first is that there's a quote that i had heard of forever and i never really knew where it came from and it's from this film and if you've heard it and you didn't know it's this one when you put your hand into a bunch of goo that a moment before was your best friend's face you'll know what to do now, that was a bad read, but if you've heard that line before, you can know that that's from Patton. I didn't know it was from this film. Always figured it was from a war film. Never knew which one. Turns out, it was this one. Uh, the second, if you're a Simpsons fan like I am, or in a super fan like I am, and an uber fan like I am, you're going to know the episode from season one. It's episode five called Bart the General. Now... In this episode, there's basically a big water balloon fight that Bart is is coordinating and uh, against Nelson Muntz. And there's an audio cue. That they use in there, where they sort of these diminished horns where in between scenes it'll go like. And uh, like, it's one of those moments in The Simpsons that you know is a reference to something because it's so specific, uh, but you just haven't seen it, so you don't know. Turns out this is the film. This is what that is from. So, diminished horns from Bart the General and Pile of Goo line from history, both due to Patton. As for the film itself, this is a good, solidly made biopic, you know, or is it biopic? I would also like to hear from you guys. For anybody listening, chime in. I've heard biopic and biopic, and I would like to know what you think it is. If I can get some sort of tally going, I would love an official number, Uh, but we always have a very hard time getting any of you to reach out to us for any reason whatsoever. So you, right now, listening to this, I, Jason Peters, host of this show, am asking you to reach out to me on Twitter, at EsotericaCinema, or via email, esotericcinema at gmail.com. You, right now, listening, hear this episode right now. You, hit me up. Let me know if you say biopic or biopic. Now, the other thing about this film that it's not afraid to do is it's not afraid to call out just how narcissistic George Patton was. And boy, howdy was this guy, man. And that's what's unfortunate is you can argue his merits as a general and they were considerable, right, those merits. But at the same time, his downfall is, first of all, had a huge mouth, right, and wasn't afraid to run it. A curse like a sailor, which, I mean, I do too, so I don't really mind that. But at the end of the day, critical of every single person that did not follow his exact way of doing things. It did not see exactly eye to eye, couldn't come to terms, couldn't meet anyone halfway, and then would just go on these sort of like assassination campaigns, character assassination campaigns, try to pit people against them to, to make sure that he got his way And wasn't afraid to use underhanded techniques and tactics to get there. So film is not afraid to show that it's also not afraid to show that he really wants the glory and he really wants the fame. You know, he's he's a he's a narcissistic guy. And he's I think he even says at one point, you know, he knows he's a prima donna to one of his generals or something. Now, this is a career-defining performance from Mr. George C. Scott, though I do think that he does not get enough credit for his performance in Dr. Strangelove, which is fantastic. And if you know anything about the making of that film... It, apparently George C. Scott was really unhappy with the way that came out because he did not want to play it for, co- for comedic effect. He basically wanted to play it just straight, kind of like his role here, you know, straight, intense, to the point that there are actually reports that Stanley Kubrick convinced George C. Scott to do quote-unquote rehearsal takes that were silly, and he promised that he wouldn't run camera, and then he went over and flicked on the old camera, got him down, and then that's what made it in the film. Have no idea if that's true or not, but that is what the history books tell us. It's just weird because, I mean, such a wonderful performance that it would be so weird for him to be so against that. Either way, he's great here as well, and I would say that he probably brought a little bit more pathos and sympathy to General Patton than the man actually had in real life, uh, because, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a hard ass in this film for sure, but he's never like, oh shit, tremble in your boots, here comes old man Patton, you know? Now, interestingly, as far as the film is concerned, the dramatic scenes are very well directed, but I don't think the action scenes carry the same weight. And it's almost as though the director leaned away from visceral action and kept us at a distance. I'm not exactly sure why, because it also doesn't maintain that sort of Stanley Kubrick-like symmetry, right? It's just, all of the action scenes are very cold, distant, shot and wide. Uh, There's not a lot of camera movement. The camera's just sort of either stuck to the ground or stuck on stilts. And we also don't hang around in the action scenes that long. Almost to the point that it's noticeable. I think we get more buildup to the action scenes than the action scenes themselves. But the buildup isn't, really suspenseful or tense you know i could see a film taking that approach where they really really want to play up the anticipation of the battle more so than the actual violence itself i don't think that's what this film was trying to do i i think almost maybe the film didn't want to romanticize war there was also like a lot of shots of the military vehicles to the point where I almost wondered if the director had like a fetish for military vehicles, like lots and lots of jets and planes. If, you, if anybody watches uh, Comedy Central or used to back in the day on basic cable, if you've ever seen the infomercial for lots and lots of jets and planes, it's fantastic. This is not a joke. I did not make this up. There is literally a DVD out there. I think it's a two DVD set called Lots and Lots of Jets and Planes. Okay, I don't know if they still sell it, but I'm sure you can find the infomercial on YouTube. It's exactly what you think it is. Lots and lots of jets and planes. Go ahead and check it out. Now the cinematography overall is gorgeous, uh, the shots themselves are well composed, the lighting is fantastic, the composition is fantastic, production value is top notch, you know, uh, they, they do a good job of making people feel like they're actually in a war. Now, the opening scene is great, If you if you've seen any stills, it's probably of George C. Scott as General Patton in front of the American flag. Uh, And it's just this opening seven-minute speech that he gives. Great speech. Interestingly, that speech, is the most famous scene in the whole film, that scene is what got Francis Ford Coppola fired from this movie. That's right. Francis Ford Coppola was fired as the screenwriter from this movie uh, because he had, quote, weird ideas, end quote, like starting your film off with a seven-minute monologue, which, by the way, is a weird and ballsy play and... It probably shouldn't work. Uh, Most people, I think, to start off with your film with a seven-minute monologue, and it's just in one location, like one shot, like one static frame, that's really, really weird. But this totally works in this film. So three adjectives for Patton, character-minded, bloated, and technically competent. I'm going to go ahead and give this one four and a quarter out of five stars for Patton. Again, really solid movie, just a little lengthy and could have used some more action. Thanks for joining us here for another one of our five minute reviews. I feel like this one probably went a little more than five minutes, but hey, again, not a strict five minutes. Just need five minutes of your time. Go ahead and check out Patton if that sounded interesting. And really, it's a film that everybody should see at least once. It's just, you know, you got to cross it off your list. Any self-respecting cinephile needs to have seen this film. After you do that, we'll go ahead and see you for another five-minute review or maybe one of our long-form reviews here on Esoterica Cinema.